Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Welch & Company Jewelers, Rosie's Corner, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and Burn Dairy. If you're in and around Central New York, go on over to Burn Dairy, grab the chocolate milk, grab all the prepared foods they have as well. They've got a great selection of beer, a great selection of desserts, and uh, everything homemade, everything fresh, donuts in the morning, you name it. Go Head on over to Burn Dairy all over Central New York. So I'm going to preview... For the next half hour or so, I'm going to preview the Syracuse basketball season. Um, First things first, I I think that there's a couple of really quick things that jump off the page as far as prepping for this basketball season uh, on the Hill. Number one is, I think this team has the potential to be really, really good. And I know that you can say that every year... um, with you know them getting quality recruits and um, you know the coaching staff getting better as the season goes on, the noise that they make once they get to March, if they get to March, which they always seem to get to March. Um, but I think this will be a team. First of all, I think that has a lot of potential shooting. Jim Beheim has already alluded to the fact that this could be his best shooting team ever. Um, so we start with that. We've got, you know, to Joe Girard, Buddy Bayheim. Buddy Bayheim should have a great year. I mean, Buddy Bayheim probably could have gotten drafted in the NBA last year just because he's such a, you know, he's such a, a great shooter. Uh, and then, you know, a key transfer coming into this club. And, you know, let's face facts here, uh, might be the most important, really, I think, transfer in college basketball could be. There's a lot of guys who are switching uh, you know, places and all the rest, like, you know, Fats Rutzel, for example, is going to uh, Maryland from Rhode Island. Uh, but but Cole Swider, I mean, this is a really, really, really solid player who can shoot and hurt you from the inside and hurt you from the outside. And I think that uh, uh, Swider, Buddy Bayheim. Uh, I think these guys are going to be really, really good together. I think they're going to have a ton of opportunities to, um, you know, uh, shoot the basketball. Um, and, you know, when you look at the rest of the roster, um, another thing that jumps out for this season is clearly the incredible talent um, and and possible stardom right away out of the St. Andrews product in Benny Williams. I mean, he's a 6'8", 215-pound forward, long, lanky, just crazy great ability, uh, so versatile, 
and he's going to just be inserted right in there. And Benny Williams could have a big freshman year. Could he be a one and done? Maybe. If he's a one and done and has a look, if he has a great year and he's a one and done, that's actually a good thing for Syracuse fans. I remember when a lot of people used to call my shows and they used to tell me, hey man, I can't find a connection with these guys anymore. I paid good money for season tickets. Da, da, da. You know, Malachi Richardson and Tyler Lydon, they're here barely, uh, you know, for any time. <clears throat> Jeremy Grant, Tyler Ennis, guys leave after a year. I, I have no connection. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And it's hilarious to hear that because A, that's not how the game works. B, it's not reality. C, this is the big one. If you are a fan of college basketball, a specific college basketball team, what do you want that team to do? You want that team to do what all of your other teams do. Go as far as humanly possible in the postseason, right? I mean, that's everybody's gunning for a title. Everybody's gunning for Final Fours in college basketball, right? Like, you are. If you aren't really picked to do much in the tournament, you still could, you know, get hot and lucky or whatever, you know, a little bit of both, whatever, and get to the Sweet 16, and that's still a very, 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 very good year. It's crazy to think that, fans wouldn't want guys to have amazing freshman seasons because that means your team is going to be better, which is going to uh, propel you into an opportunity, perhaps, that you're going to have a great postseason as well. So that whole take is just garbage. But Benny Williams jumps off the page. He is a fantastic basketball player. There's no there's no getting around it. Um, and then I think the third thing that, that, that kind of jumps out you know, right away is that I expect this team to be a um, a, a, a bubble team, you know, for, for, for a good long while. Now, look, I think they have the potential to be really good. I do. But I don't think they're going to blow anybody away in the ACC. I don't think they have the ability to do that. They're out of conference schedule, and I'll get to it in a second. I like. Uh, there's a nice balance there. Um, you know, you've got some old rivalry games, um, you know, the ACC, I think should be a little bit better than last year, but not by much. Uh, the conference is clearly down. It'll be behind the big 10. It'll be behind a lot of leagues. I don't know how many bids they'll get. Maybe they'll grow in that six, seven territory eight. Uh, but I, you know, and, and you never know. I mean, now that the field 68 teams and all that, may, maybe they'll get 10 by default. I, I don't know, but I think, you know, that seven, eight range probably makes some sense. I think Duke, Carolina, you know, those clubs will be a little bit better, but I, I don't think that the whole league will be that much better. Um, and, and then another thing that jumps off the page is Jimmy Beheim. You know, he's transferring in from Cornell. Uh, this was, you know, so obvious so long ago that this would happen. Um, you know, Ivy League had canceled their, their games and, you know, he's got the eligibility and this and that. And he's, you know, Transfers right into Syracuse as a graduate student, and voila, he's a part of Syracuse Orange basketball. So you've got, you know, Bayheim to Bayheim, coached by Bayheim. Uh, this is a pretty, I mean, I can't imagine, first of all, what's going through Jim and Julie's minds in 21-22 right now, right? I mean, think about this. And Carmelo Anthony was on several shows a couple weeks back, including... Uh, pardon my take, and it was it was a great interview, and and they brought up, you know, a lot of Syracuse basketball stuff clearly because Carmelo is still really known. I know he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, and he's won Olympic gold, and he's been one of the great scores in NBA history the last two decades. But really, you could make the argument that Carmelo Anthony is more known nationally. 
for what he did at Syracuse in just that one year. You know, I mean, Syracuse got their first title. They were on the map. They beat some teams with unbelievable NBA players. They beat, you know, the player of the year in the national semis. Carmelo had 33-14 and 14 against Texas. It's probably the best performance in college basketball maybe I've seen. Uh, it might be number one, you know, in, in the last 20-whatever years. I mean, it really might be. Um, you know, and to win a title, uh, to win a title um, and, and do it, you know, in that one year, have that kind of impact, it's remarkable. And he, he might very well be remembered more for that than anything, really. Now, during that time, Buddy Beheim was a little tyke running around the locker room during, you know, before, after games, you know, went on the trips to New Orleans, et cetera, and the other games and venues and the NCAA tournament, Albany, Boston, et cetera. And I just, it was Boston, Albany. I just think if you're Julian Jim Beheim, your two boys are playing on the same team and still coached by their father all these years later. You know, Buddy Beheim is a senior already. How did that happen? I have no idea. But what is that, 21 years old, 22? So he was like, you know, you look back to 2002, 2003, you know, it's 18 years ago, he's three years old. Running around, I mean, it must seem like yesterday and yet 100 years ago for Jim and Julie, much like a lot of life events happen. I, I was talking to some people the other day when I was doing OCC soccer in that you, a lot of things that happen in life, weddings, uh, high school, uh, state championships, uh, championships in general, big thing, big things that happen in life, big things. It seems like two minutes ago on one side. And then on the other side, you're like, whoa, it, it has been a long time. You know, like when you go back to like your, your campus, a college campus, in my case, it's St. Bonaventure, you go back and you're walking around at first and you're like, oh man, it feels just like it was yesterday when I was going to classes and I was walking across this big lawn to go play nine holes at the campus golf course and going to the Raskeller for wings on Thursday or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then you start to spend a little bit more time around campus and you're walking around and you see a hundred thousand changes that have taken place since college and everybody who looks really, really young. And you're like, wow, I think I look kind of young for 41, but clearly I don't look anywhere near as young as when I was in college, obviously. Um, and some people do. Some people, again, that's another crazy one, right? Like aging is crazy because in, in a way you're like, oh, you look just like you did then. But then when you really dive in and look and, and, and compare pictures, you're like, no, 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 you look way younger, you know? Um, but it's kind of, it's got to be kind of like that for Jim and Julie. It, it, it just has to be. I can't imagine the emotion on the court, I mean, I would just lose it if 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 I were Julie Beheim watching these games. I and Jim, <clears throat> you know, he and I have had our moments. Uh, I respect the hell out of him. At the same time, I think he's a pain in the ass sometimes. Uh, but I have so much respect for him. And he he one thing he is is he's tough, right? I mean, he's a tough as nails dude. And uh, and he'll he'll coach just like it's any other team. But you can't help but but just before the season starts, look at this and go, holy cow, you know, this is really happening. My guy, Jimmy, is a graduate student. My guy, Buddy, is a senior, and they're on the same team, and I'm still coaching well over 40 years at Syracuse. 
I, I don't know. This is, it's got to be just an unbelievable uh, flood of emotion for the Bayheim family. Meanwhile, a couple of other guys to hit on here in the roster, and then I'll, I'll hit the schedule. Um, <clears throat> I mean, this is a really, really important year for a couple of guys. Um, you know, this is the final year of Barama Sidibe. Um, you know, we'll see what, what he brings to the table. Obviously, he needs to stay healthy. The front court does worry me. For as much as I have a lot of faith in Cole Swider, and, and I think Benny Williams could be great, you know, we know what their place is first in the uh, uh, overall spectrum of SU basketball. It's can you play the 2-3 zone defense. Um, I don't think you're going to get a lot out of John Bull uh, Ajak. Uh, I always pronounce his name wrong. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Frank Anselm is a guy who, you know, is still very raw at center. Um, and, and I don't know, you know, I think this team is going to miss, look, Kadari Richmond was a really, really great talent. Uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work out there. I've heard from a bunch of people up there that he was lazy. <clears throat> By the same token, <clears throat> I don't think Jim Beheim handled the situation correctly. Not that he cares because it's, you know, he's ruthless in that regard. Um, but Kadari should have played more. There's no question. Um, and then by the same token, Syracuse still kind of slept, walked through the regular season. It didn't matter. They go to the tournament and they show up in the Sweet 16 again, right? So it's just like, you know, I, I, I guess at the end of the day, whatever decisions being made, whatever games you lose in February, <clears throat> you know, whatever rippling of, of, of nerves and, uh, and, and offending people that you that you make, you still end up in the Sweet 16. The result, I guess, is there. It speaks for itself. But I thought Richmond should have played at least a little bit more. Uh, but but he's not there anymore. But I actually think the guy <clears throat> Syracuse is going to miss more than Kadari Richmond is Quincy Guerrier. Because he was growing as a player. He was getting so much better defensively uh, as the weeks went on. Uh, he's an inside-outside threat. He can shoot the three. But I mean, he really is an impactful player on both sides. And he can play a lot of minutes. And I just don't know if we can trust Frank Anselm in that way. I don't know if we can trust even in a freshman role. I think Benny Williams is special. But you just don't know what you're going to get out of him, you know, coming in, you know, as a, as a, as a first-year guy. Uh, in addition to that, I just don't know what in the world Jesse Edwards is going to bring to the table. You know, the junior out of the Netherlands, he's now a junior. <clears throat> Excuse me. The center out of the Netherlands is now a junior. And I just don't know what he will produce. I, I really don't. Um, you know, he's been in the program for a couple of years, and you're kind of like, where are we at here with this? you got a couple of years left. And we see this in college basketball. <clears throat> you know, it's not just Syracuse. We see that where you're like, man, two years gone. Like, where are we at with this guy? You know, where are we at? And so... I think that's a big thing. So that's kind of an outlook on the roster. Uh, I'm going to talk about the schedule next after this message from Burn Dairy. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. The ML Sports Platter back with you, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Let's get to the schedule for this Syracuse team. 
Um, you know, first things first, I think a lot of it is going to be just like it's been the last several years. I think Syracuse is going to have some really solid wins, and they're going to have some really bad losses. I don't know where they're going to come in on both sides, but I just think that that's what's going to happen. They've got two exhibitions <clears throat> against Pace and LeMoyne. Unbelievably, as I record this, uh, <laughs> we are only, uh, what is it, 19 days away so I just I, I can't I I can't believe it. I really can't. Um it's just it, it's 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 mind blowing how fast time goes. They got pace on the twenty seventh of October <clears throat> and then Lemoyne on the first of November. That'll be a good game, uh the couple of games for you know some of the again, newcomers you get in, you get your minutes, yada yada. And then the regular season happens and they have Lafayette on the 9th of November, the fourteenth is Drexel. Colgate at home, a traditional situation. They've been doing that for 120 years or whatever. Um, that'll take place on Saturday the 20th. Syracuse will win all those games. Uh, and then they go to the Battle for Atlantis, <clears throat> which I like. This tournament, that's in the Bahamas. Uh, there's three games there. That's over Thanksgiving time. They play VCU on that Wednesday uh, at Paradise Island in the Bahamas at Imperial Arena. <clears throat> they play that game. And then obviously, you know, you figure out you win to lose, da-da-da, and, and then whoever you play after that. Then things get really, really, really fun. Syracuse will have the ACC Big Ten Challenge on November 30th, home for Indiana. That'll bring up all sorts of stuff about 87 and the like. Um, and frankly, for that matter, uh, just the Indiana-Syracuse lore and the programs and all that. Um, I think Indiana's going to be a lot better than last year, too. Uh Florida State, December 4th, that's a Saturday in Tallahassee uh, at the Donald Tucker Center. <clears throat> we know that Leonard Hamilton's teams are terrific. We'll see what happens there. Then the uh, the Cuse goes to the Jimmy V Classic, uh, Villanova, <clears throat> the opponent at Madison Square Garden. That'll be a blast, December 7th. December 11th at Georgetown in D.C., they're going to be tough games. Patrick Ewing's team, Joe Jay Wright's team, they're going to be physical. They're going to be tough. Uh, then they've got Lehigh Cornell at home. Uh, and then back to the ACC schedule at the end of December on the 29th against Georgia Tech. Then in January, they play home for Virginia, at Miami, at Wake, versus Pitts, uh, home for Pitt, home for Florida State, home for Clemson, at Duke. That's uh, the 1st, 5th, 8th, 11th, 15th, 18th, 22nd, at Pitt, 25th. 29th, home for Wake Forest, NC State on the road, <clears throat> February 2nd, and then the 5th of February, Louisville at BC on the 8th, at Virginia Tech on the 12th, home for BC on the 19th, at Notre Dame on the 22nd, home for Duke, huge crowd on the 26th, a Saturday for, for the month of February, 28th at North Carolina, and then one game in March on the 5th, that's home for Miami, that'll be the last day, the senior day and all that sort of thing. So, what do you look at it? What do we have? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 28, 31, 31 games, right? <clears throat> I'm looking at a team that's probably going to go 19 and 12. You know, I think that's a, a very realistic record. 19 and 12, 20 and 11, somewhere, you know, 21 and 10, somewhere in that range. You could even see an 18 and 13 if they struggle uh, out of conference and a couple of games certainly in the ACC. 
but it'll be enough, and they'll get in the tournament. And then from there, nobody will want to play Syracuse. I don't see this year being any different <clears throat> than a lot of the past years that we've had with Syracuse basketball. I think you're going to see a season in which they'll lose a game. You're like scratching your head like, what just happened here? How, how did this take place? Why did this team just lose by 15 at Wake Forest? This is ridiculous. You know, uh, we just beat <clears throat> Virginia at home and at Miami, and our ACC record is unblemished so, so far. You know, we beat Florida State a few weeks ago. Da, da, da. You know, if those things happen, and then you lose a game like that at Wake, it'll, be, it'll show up on the bad loss part of the resume, and then you'll just, you know, go on and, and try to make up for it. But this team will lose... <clears throat> you know, a few games, usually in the gauntlet of college basketball, everybody does that. Everybody loses a couple of bad, you know, bad games. But Syracuse's out-of-conference schedule, I think, is is pretty strong. You know, VCU has traditionally had, and I know that program very well because of the A-10 and St. Bonnie. Um, <clears throat> you know, recent times, they've had some really good teams. They went, you know, you go back to Shaka Smart, they made a Final Four. They're rugged, rugged defensively. I mean, they're a very, very good defensive team. Uh, I don't think they'll be quite as good as the last few years. I think the A-10, um, you know, will go through Olean and St. Bonaventure. Uh, you've got uh, Richmond is going to be right there. I think they're a tournament team. I think Dayton will be solid. A sleeper team probably is St. Joe's. Um, but you'll see, you know, Rhode Island loses Fats Russell. That's a big, big loss. That's a big deal. I'm not sure they're a tournament team without him. Um, but you'll see probably you know, a couple, two, three teams in, in the A-10 in the tournament. VCU could vie for one of those. I think St. Louis is going to be really good again. Um, you know, uh, even though they, they lost a couple of, <clears throat> you know, a couple of big guys, um, you know, they've got, uh, I think, potential to, to do some real damage, um, you know, this upcoming year, like they have in past years, or well coached with Travis Ford, where does VCU sort of, you know, fit into that uh, mix? Uh, they've got Javante Perkins, um, you know, coming back, which is huge. Um, you know, they lost French, the big kid inside, and uh, uh, it was Jordan Godwin, I believe, um, who they lost uh, also. So, that's going to be a uh, Jordan Goodwin. Um, so that's going to be a couple of losses for St. Louis. I think they'll still vie for, um, yeah, I think they'll still vie for uh, a tournament spot. <clears throat> that's still a good deep team. Can VCU get into that mix? It's possible. That's going to be a tough game for Syracuse. Neutral court, you know, tough defensive team. They're going to blanket the shooters. Uh, VCU knows how to, to attack zones, so that's going to be a tough game. You know, they're they're out of conference with VCU, Indiana, Nova, Georgetown. I like it. <clears throat> we'll see where the other Paradise Island, um, you know, uh, a Battle for Atlantis games come in. Uh, if you remember, they played in the Battle for Atlantis. When was it? 2015-16, I think it was. They won a couple of huge games. I think they beat A&M and uh, UConn. Uh, and, and made up for some really bad losses that year elsewhere. I think, you know, St. John's, that was the time I think Syracuse was losing at home to St. John's. Um, but made up for it, made the tournament, made the Final Four. <laughs> because why not? Syracuse basketball. So, 
you know, again, I think it'll be a fun year. I'm looking forward to it. I think Benny Williams provides a great new spark to this program. Uh, the Beheim, Beheim, Beheim thing is pretty cool. Uh, I'm intrigued by the inside guys, Anselm and Edwards. Uh, I don't think any of the other freshmen will be big impact guys. Cole Swider could arguably be the most important transfer uh, in college basketball. I think he's a great fit for Syracuse. Uh, Jay Wright uh, talked about it on the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein in terms of just, you know, what they're going to miss with him. And, um, you know, that'll be a big loss for Villanova, but a big gain for Syracuse. And a lot of this is probably going to come down to getting a couple of those big wins in the ACC to pad the resume for sure. And then I think in addition to that is, you know, do not lose, you know, a lot of the toss-up games and games that you should win. You know, if you're home for BC, you got to win that game. You're home for Wake, you got to win that game. You know, those kind of games you have to win. The out-of-conference slate, got to sweep it outside of those big ones that I talked about, the Lafayettes, the Colgates, the Drexels. Uh, you know, they've got Lehigh, Cornell. You got to win all those games. Um, fans will be back in the Dome. It'll be exciting. Really looking forward to the season. I think Syracuse is in and around that 19-win area. I think they get in, uh, in and around a 7-8 type seed. And then from there, who knows what's going to happen, but you don't want to play Cuse at that particular point. Syracuse basketball on the men's side, preview for 2021-2022. This is the ML Sports Platter. I'm Mike Lindsley. Thanks for listening. We are brought to you by our great friends at Rosie's Corner, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Syracuse Fitness Store, Prestwick Golf, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. Brian Conboy, he's got it together, man. I am so pumped up where we're headed financially for our future. Uh, he's got awesome plans, whether you're retiring or you're sending some youngsters to college. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. Go with Brian today. He's the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter. Advisors.massmutual.com. That's advisors.massmutual.com. And you can get them on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and be sure to download, subscribe to this podcast where you get podcasts on your smartphone device, those five-star reviews and shares and feedback. All that stuff helps an awful lot, so please keep at that. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. University of Maryland Global Campus was established to bring a respected state university education to working adults at home and abroad. 70 years ago, we sent professors overseas to educate service members and their families on military installations and on the front lines. Today, we're online because that's where working adults need us. That's where you need us. We'll support your commitment to being a successful student with services that fit your lifestyle. And we offer more than 90 programs and specializations for where you are and where you want to be. University of Maryland University College is now University of Maryland Global Campus. We go the distance because times have changed, but what we're made for hasn't. 
UMGC offers online support for veterans, including resources at the Veterans Resource Center, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, virtual advising, transfer credits, and lifetime career services. Speak to our dedicated military and veterans advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit UMGC.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Looking for a way to make some quick cash? Well, making money with DoorDash is super easy, guys. I love riding my bike around the city, and now I get to do that while getting paid. With DoorDash, I get to pick my own hours and be my own boss. I get paid on my deliveries and keep 100% of my tips. Not to mention the sign-up process was so quick and easy. Guys, I'm telling you, just download the DoorDash driver app and see how easy it is to start earning cash today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.